We create the experience of anxiety in the first place. It's not something that just happens to us. It's something that we do to ourselves with the way in which we think. Hello and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. My name is Kath Hughes and I'm a coach here at WP Elevation. I also run a WordPress design and development agency based in Sydney, Australia. So as you may or may not know, May is Mental Health Month here at WP Elevation. So all the content we publish this month is focused on raising awareness and getting a conversation going about mental health happening in the WordPress and tech and business community. And as part of Mental Health Month, we're also supporting OSMI, which is Outsourcing Mental Illness in their fundraising campaign. So you can check out the details and donate via our show notes for this podcast or at osmihelp.org. And on that note, I'm very excited to announce that our feature guest this week is Andrew Pierce, who is a professional coach at Anxiety Free Living. Stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of, of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this, probably thousands of members all over the world. But it still really is something that I'm very passionate about. And, and of course, if you join WP Elevation, we make revenue and we make profit. So it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it. And partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Hello guys, I am Kath Hughes from WP Elevation and I'm very pleased to be talking today with Andrew Pierce. Andrew is based in Melbourne, Australia and he is a professional coach at Anxiety Free Living. Now, this month on the podcast, we've been focusing our content on mental health, particularly in the business community where many people are vulnerable to anxiety and stress and Andrew knows just a little bit about that. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey Kath, how are you doing? I'm really well and it is Friday morning here and a beautiful day. Um, For those who don't know, tell us a little bit about who you are, what your background is and how you found yourself helping people with their struggles with anxiety. For sure, for sure. So my name's Andrew Pierce. I'm 28 years old and uh, the founder of Anxiety Free Living and have been through my own experiences with anxiety as well and (coughs) started coaching and studying human behavior almost three years ago now. And was still experiencing anxiety at the time, and it just made sense for me um, to go down that path as a result of my experiences and studies. I've learned a lot about the thinking that goes on behind the scenes that creates the experience in the first place. And uh, it's been that approach which has been super effective in breaking through my own experiences and been helping thousands of people to do the same thing. Yeah, so can you just give us a little bit of a brief uh, explanation about what anxiety actually is, what it kind of looks like and how it manifests in people because it can be a little bit of a, a silent a silent menace. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anxiety is a feeling of unease or nervousness when facing a situation with an uncertain outcome. So it's the uncertainties of life or the unknowns of life and there's plenty of them. And what happens is within this space of uncertainty, we'll place fear. And then worst case scenario, begin to doubt 
worry, overthink. So some symptoms of anxiety is very much the racing thoughts and feeling like we're just completely stuck in our head. Sometimes you can even get to a bit of a dissociated state where someone just really cuts off. But otherwise, you very much get the the flutter in the heart, the beating heart. You can get the sweats. You can feel, like really feel it flowing through your body. Um, and it can have you a bit, bit shaky at times on the more extreme end of the scale. But otherwise, very much constant overthinking, doubt, worry, and uh, those physiological symptoms is what seems to manifest most commonly. Yeah. Now, my personal experience is because I have suffered um, general anxiety disorder for, gosh, at least um, seven years since my son was born. Um, for me, it, it kind of, it comes up and I almost get completely like paralyzed. I, there's, it's like procrastination on steroids where there's something small that I have to do, but the fear around the outcome of that or the fear of the potential outcomes of those things really like play and I can feel it in my chest. So I, I tend to recede from the world and, and go what I call going into my bubble, which is just basically me just going, I can't deal with any extra outside stimulation right now. I just need to like take myself. Now that's, that's kind of me. Um, is, that a, is that a common thing, um, it, it, that kind of fear of, and that paralysis to do anything because you can't get past this, this thought process or that overanalyzing um, thing that starts to happen when you are suffering this? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's very common. And, and as you've mentioned, you're like, that's me. Is this a common thing? Yeah. Where coming from that space is so, so common. People think that they're one in 7.5 or it's almost 8 billion now who experience anxiety or think this way and, and experience those thoughts. Um, but it's super common. You know, we are, have the fight and flight response. It's part of our, our hardwiring, our DNA. And everyone experiences some nervousness or anxiety at some point in their life. So it's completely common. And what we find is that you've mentioned that you're like, I can't deal with this. When what we look at in one of our 21 day programs is a video called the big question with fear. And what I choose to believe is that mentally and emotionally, we can handle everything that comes into our experience. And when we say, I can't handle this, what we're really saying is, I don't want to have to handle that. Yeah. And it's the language of there's these things outside of me that I don't have any control of. I can't handle it. It's that language. It's that way of thinking. It's that approach that creates that experience of anxiety in the first place. So it's not so much that you actually physically can't handle it. It's that you kind of haven't got those tools to, to, to face it as you need to right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just like, I don't want to have to handle this, but we yeah. tell ourselves that we can't and it, and that's what it results in. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, that, that feeling of just like, it can, it can be as small as just, I mean, we all go through, especially as business owners go through the, the feeling overwhelmed, like you've got a to-do list this long and then you haven't even written the last things on the, on the end because you know that that just makes it longer and just looking at that list makes you want to just walk away. How Mm. do you, like, can you give us perhaps some, some ways that we might be able to perhaps like nip it in the bud before it gets to that feeling like are there some things that we can kind of stop and think and like override that i i don't want to handle this and and go no we can here's how we're going to do it and just kind of override the the that process that goes through our head when we do tend to go into that bubble yeah absolutely so the the way that we look at things at anxiety free living it's not no so much about overriding or overcoming because we create the experience of anxiety in the first place. It's not something that just happens to us. It's something that we do to ourselves with the way in which we think. 
So then I think about it this way. We create the experience and then we overcome something that we've created. It's like, let's be aware of how and why we're doing it in the first place and then just not do it and think a different way to produce a different result. But certainly when it comes to overwhelm, <clears throat> we're, we're looking big picture. We're looking at too much information at once. I've got all of these things to do and we, whether it's conscious or unconscious, we're putting a time frame on it. So just a great little strategy and technique is just literally to break it down into more detail, into smaller yeah. steps and take it slower. We're not going to get everything all done at once or yesterday, but we put this pressure on ourselves at time. Uh, so it's very much taking it slower, looking at the big chunk or the big picture and breaking it down into sections. I'm going to, you know, it's like if you move into a new house, just looking at the entire house, that's going to be overwhelming. But if you break it down <laughs> to room, to room, to room, and you even have a room where you're like, look, I'm just going to put all this crap here until everything else is done and then I'll get to it later, then that that approach creates a different experience of where you're at. So Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I, I have um, I have done a little bit of, like I call it where I've had to trick myself. I call it mm. tricking myself. It's probably, it, it, it's it's kind of like going, okay, like, like it's, and sometimes it's just taking myself out of the environment that's, that that is making me feel the overwhelm like if i'm a room with people to go out of a room with people or if i'm feeling um like i i've i'm i'm overwhelmed about all the things that i have to do in this space i just kind of close down everything else and focus and that has been something that i have to actively think like i have to kind of stop it i wish i i mean i wish i had post it notes sometimes it's like just to remind myself to stop that stop myself making that overwhelming feeling happen because I'm trying to mm. tackle everything as a whole when really I could break it down into steps. So I think that that's really valid to, to, to see it as that, as, as that if you do look at everything as a whole, of course it's going to be hard. Um, but if you look at it at like one, one thing on that list or one thing and just tick that off, um, it works. Also just like ticking off things off a list. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, you know, the whole thing of like, all right, I'm halfway through my day. I've got so much more to do. I'm going to write a list, but I'm also going to write the things that I've done already today on that list so I feel like I've achieved something, which alleviates yeah, yeah. the drama in my head about not being able to do anything so that I can actually move forward and actually do the next thing on that list. Yeah, um, yeah. And, it, yeah, there's, there's, there's little battles that I personally do to get through that overwhelming feeling. Um, but yeah. I think you're right with that just tackle tackle things in a smaller portions this makes it a lot easier um and and i guess sort of moving on from that you have done a bit of work with entrepreneurs and business owners um how how do you how do you approach the idea of self-care of actually be like being self-aware of what your triggers are or what your emotions are and how much you can actually take on and and working within those boundaries rather than throwing yourself at everyone who's pulling you in all directions, which happens when you're in small business, especially if you've got to be managing other people or you're managing several tasks at once. How do you, how do you, how do you make that time? Like how do you prioritise the time for self-care and what are some of the strategies that we could be doing there? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, let's say like how do you make the time, how do you prioritise it? Literally you prioritise it. You make it valuable. You see the value in it. And what I've noticed with many entrepreneurs and business owners is it's all about getting stuff done, doing the do, and, and we get so caught up in this when and then trap. It's like, yes, I've got so much on, let me do all of this first. 
and then I'll relax. But whilst we compromise that self-care in the process. So it would be putting time aside and committing to it and saying, I'm not going to do any work in this moment. It's, it is as simple as this, that the approach of I'll do it when I get to it, you just never get to it. Never you know, it. Yeah. something always comes. So it's literally look at your calendar each yeah. week and set that time aside. If you need to get up an hour early to do yeah. some meditation or to go for a walk, have some time to yourself, go ahead and do it. If you need to block out two hours in the middle of the day, once a week, twice a week, um, to go to the sauna, to go to the gym, to just have some of your time, yeah. commit that time in. And I yeah. choose to believe that you'll get more done, you'll be more productive, you'll be more efficient by doing less work in that way. Because if you're getting so caught up, you're putting yourself into that, into the, you are the one who's putting yourself into that experience of stress and pressure to get so much done. And then you might be you know, compromising quality, forgetting this here, forgetting that there, to just be so spread over so many things where it's like slow down, and I've experienced this in my business, is you go faster by slowing down, you know? It's it's quite counterintuitive, but you slow yourself down, allow yourself to nourish where you're at both within your, yourself and within your business, give a quality experience. Um, and if you try to take on too much to make sure to, to get that money, to get those gains, if anything, that's the approach that's going to take away from where you're at because there'll be too much, you spread yourself too thin, you'll be forgetting clients here and there, whatever it might be, and it's just that ineffective approach. So it's like slow down, handle what you can if you need to get someone else in and delegate, yeah. do so, um, and it, it's that. It's just be patient with it and commit the time. It's as simple as committing the time and valuing it enough um, to actually do it. I think that's really vital to actually add that. It's not just writing the time in your diary, but it's actually putting the value around that and feeding that into your business cycle and going, okay, I am better at all of these things when I've done that exercise or when I've done that meditation or when I've done that, that mindfulness exercise that I have to write down all the things. You know, like whatever it is that, that really allows you to, to get that clarity and get your, your head space right. Um, mm. actually does add value to what you do for the rest of the day. Um, 100%. And I'm, I'm, I'm bad at this, man. I am bad at this. I look at my diary and I don't think, you know, 10 a.m. on Tuesday I should be doing my gym, which is only five minutes down the road and I only have to do half an hour. I don't think like that. I think, oh, shit, 10 a.m. Tuesday, right. Right, well, I didn't get any of the stuff done that I was supposed to do on Monday, so now I've got to cram it all into 10 a.m. Tuesday. That's not... That's not an option. There's none of this. But you're absolutely right in that I should actually be putting that value on that. Um, and I know a lot of us should be doing that, putting value on that self-time more than, than getting through that to-do list because it's going to feed back into us doing that to-do list more effectively. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, we just get caught up in that cycle. We're constantly in that state of thinking. And then our, our thinking can not even be that effective, <coughs> excuse me, effective or productive. But when we have that time to sit down and reflect and take things a bit slower, we're going to be making better decisions for ourselves, our relationships, our business. Yeah, and, and have you, like, is it, is, it, is it silly of me to ask, like, have you seen um, improvements in people who have been able to say just put two, two or three hours away over the course of their 40, 50-hour week to reflect on and, and take that self-time? Have you seen that? bring improvements to their businesses? Have you seen the results of that? Absolutely, absolutely, because it is that opportunity to slow down and reflect. I very much believe that the most productive thing that you can do for your business is work on yourself. 
right. And if you're going to go away for a weekend and spend two days just just you, just sitting down, reflecting, getting out to nature, whatever it is that you're doing, that's going to speed things up for you. Because so saying, otherwise, if you're so caught in it, it's just you're just there, you know. So you're saying it's okay for me to book that yoga retreat in, in six weeks' time. It's totally okay. <laughs> if anything, I'd say that's more valuable than trying to smash out the other six weeks because, like as I said, I choose to believe that the most valuable thing you can do for your business, the most productive thing is work on yourself. Your business can only go as far as your, as your mindset. Yep. And what's ironic is that we may be working towards success, we may be working towards financial freedom, but on a deeper level, we're in resistance to fear. Uh, we're in resistance to success because of fear of rejection from the tribe. Will it change me? Will I still have my same friends? And then yeah. money. If we've grown up and we've only ever earned 50000 a year, if we're trying to get 150 k that's death to our identity. So on so many levels, the thing that we're working towards and that we're wanting to create is the number one thing that we're in resistance to. Yeah, right. And this is what this is what creates a, a lot of the grind, the uphill battle, and a program I'm going to be launching in the future sometime this year is called Entrepreneurs in Flow, and it's about getting into that space of flow, which comes from letting go of all the thinking that takes you out of it. You know, flow's already there. Yeah, it's about taking you out of it. So I um I very much love the law of attraction, and the most important thing about it. Not all just the wishy-washy crap. Uh, I think it's extremely valuable in business, but still, it's still taking action. It's still doing all of the work. But if you're closed off to where you want to be because you don't feel worthy of success or worthy of 150K, 250K a year, yeah. then you're not open to it. You're going to be closed off to it. And that is going to create an absolute grind, grind, grind. That is so true. Um, that whole just just not not thinking that you can possibly achieve these things does just put a lot of burden on you to stay where you are it's it's a it, you're right it, it's that um it's that feeling that you're not worthy and yeah. that you just have to keep working as hard as you damn well can to keep earning what, that same amount or you know doing what you think you're worth whereas you you could be achieving so much more if you just felt worthy of that 100 um, percent if you do the work, yeah. sorry, if you do the, if you're, you can be working 80 hours a week, um, for, purely for example, earning 100K. If you do the work on yourself, you can cut that in half to 40 hours a week and increase your money. You yeah. know, it's our beliefs create our reality. Our external world's a reflection of our internal state. And if your worth or significance is because I work hard, so many people get that worth and significance and, and their value is because I'm a hard, hard worker. worker. Yeah, absolutely. All of a sudden you, you're open and money's coming to you easily and business is flowing. You lose that identity. The ego's shit scared. I lose significance. I lose connection. I lose my identity. So I'm holding on to that extremely tight. But those beliefs, that identity, that vibration, et cetera, et cetera, is going to create your experience. I think that's, a, that's really true too because you tend to like – I, as someone who is on the, the treadmill of really working really hard and, and not earning what I need to be necessarily all the time, um, you kind of sort of bear a little bit of resentment towards the people who have managed to work it out. But actually, that, that like, oh, not resentment, but it's like, how do they, like, there's a this jealousy, I suppose, of like, how did they get there? They're only like, they're only doing 25 hours a week and they're doing their holidays and they've got their home and all of that kind of stuff and I'm working this hard. Why isn't it coming to me just because of that? And you're right, it's not because of that. It's because of the, the worth of the work that you're doing and where you're spending your time and, and how you're prioritizing yourself and your business and your, your needs, needs 
and where they all kind of sit. So mm. um, it's fascinating stuff, though. I'm... It's there's so much <laughs> there's so much depth to it, and like yeah. still do the work. You still need your systems. Oh, still you still need your structures. Yeah, yeah. Still do the work, but it's like this is from my perspective getting into flow by doing that work on yourself. Yeah. And more business will happen, and then if you're not worthy of it, that's where procrastination and that's where overwhelm comes from, because we're not wanting to face their surface level issues. We're not wanting to face something on that deeper on that deeper level. So we'll look at things all at once. We'll get overwhelmed. Oh, I can't handle this. We'll temporarily throw off responsibility, even though we are still responsible for our business. And we get so caught up in this surface level problem of overwhelm or procrastination. But when you do the deeper work and it's, you, you don't need to avoid that worth, well, then you no longer need to run that strategy of procrastination overwhelm. It's not going to manifest. The, the other thing I just thought of too is like, we are, a lot of us are business owners, right? No one's actually accounting our time. So we, we don't have to, like, I feel guilt when I don't spend all this time in my business. When I, when I don't, like, if I go to the gym, I feel guilty because I'm not, I should be doing something on my list. But no one's actually checking us on us at the end of the day and saying, how, you know, how dare you go to the gym at that time? Like, no one's doing that. Mm. And we, it's just up to us to make that as valuable as those other things that are on our list in order to, to, allow that and then once you do it just becomes I guess it will will become I'm going to put this on my list this week I just had a little moment there where it just seems so obvious now it all makes it all makes so much sense no one's I'm not my my time is my time how I spend it is my choice that's why I am a business owner because I need that flexibility in my life um but I spend so much anxiety feeling like I should be sitting at my desk all the time and mm. then not actually doing anything because I'm in that paralysis state. It's fascinating. On that, um, it's a good sort of segue, I think, to moving on to managing expectations of the people who do depend on us when we really need to be working on ourselves and, and how we get that balance between still need to function, still need to face up to whatever like we are working on, whatever we're building, whatever um, you know, service we're providing. But we've also got you know, our, our family and friends' expectations of us. And when we, we are feeling like in that deep pit of overwhelm, of anxiety where it's creeping up, where you can feel it like it's sitting on your chest in the morning and you know that you're, just, you're going into battle with yourself that day, not just to your clients, like how can we find a balance with this and how do you, how, how can we perhaps pol- like politely and, and gracefully push back when we need when we know that we need to yeah for sure for sure so when it comes to expectations from what i've found when we put an expectation on ourselves the expectation is what creates the stress pressure and anxiety that we experience because the nature of an expectation is if i don't meet this i'm not good enough whether it's a goal or whether it's how our daily performance toward towards a goal and the thing with expectations is the nature of them, they're never met. You can do a killer job and it's like, oh, I still wish that was a bit better and that was a bit more perfect. So as soon as it's on, it's like I need to work my ass off to get away from not being good enough, but it's always there. So rather than looking at expectations, what I think is far more valuable is let's say you've got a goal up here and then on this side you've got an expectation and then on this side you've got an intention. I intend to earn $150,000 this year. And to get there, I'm going to give my best day in, day out. Now, 
still give yourself a kick up the ass when you need it. The main difference is if you don't do an amazing job, it's not that we don't we don't beat ourselves down. If I don't do a good job, it doesn't mean that I'm not good enough as a person. But when we come from that place and that way of thinking of expectations, if I don't do a good job and I don't achieve this goal, it means yeah. I'm not a good person and I'm not going to be loved and accepted by other people. Yeah. And sometimes it might be I got to earn 150k so mum and dad love me, so I'm so I'm loved and accepted, you know. <laughs> and it really it really runs that way. So until yeah. we're there, that feeling I'm not good enough. Layer, yeah. And then even when you get there, it's still not enough. So with doing our best day in day out. <clears throat> It's still, like I said, still give yourself that kick up the ass. If you're slacked off, give yeah. yourself that kick up the ass. But the, a great, great way to stay, uh, to avoid self-judgment is to give your best. And there's a difference between I'm going to try to do my best. It's like yeah. don't try to do it. Just do it. Give your best. And it will differ day in, day out. So if you're tired, your best will be a different level. If you've got a flu, your best will be a different level. If you've got a lot of energy, your best yeah. will be a different level. But if day in, day out, you're giving your best, then – like yeah, there's not too much more that you can ask than that, you know. That that's really really true. If your best is is only relative to what you can possibly achieve on that day, so or yes. at that time. So if I'm working with the flu to get a to get a deadline, um, that best isn't my best is probably going to be fifty percent of what it normally is. I I can't possibly expect to be to be that hundred percent when I'm feeling like this and I'm this debilitated. So my best should be what I can do and that should be enough. Absolutely. Um, and that's fascinating stuff again. It's like, it's like hacking uh, into how you, your sense of like if I am feeling ill or I'm feeling under the pump or I'm feeling like I'm distracted with something else that's big that's going on in the background, I feel like I'm not doing my best and I feel like I'm failing my business and my team and my, you know, all the, the things. I'm fail, I feel like I'm failing. I never sit there and think, I'm doing as best as I can today, good on you. I never yeah. think that. I really should be thinking that. I'm sure well, other people should be thinking <laughs> that too. Because with the expectation, it's outcome dependent. That's what we're caught up on. Yeah. I need to achieve and reach this outcome to be good enough. So the expectation is outcome dependent, whereas a standard in your intention, it's the input. My input is I'm going to give my best and regardless of the outcome, let's say when I've got energy, I, I do a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10, but when I'm tired – or a sick, I do a five out of 10. Regardless of the outcome, we're still happy with what we gave and we're able to avoid the self-judgment because yeah. we gave our best. But with that expectation, it's like 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 every single time. So once again, it comes back to, it's how we approach life. We create, create our own experience. I'll go back to the house example. Having a house full of stuff when you move, it's not the house or the move that makes you overwhelmed or anxious, it's how you approach it. If you approach it in a structured way, you'll go through. If you approach it in a way where you look at everything, oh my God, this is so much I can't handle it. The way that you speak to yourself, you, we think first and then we feel, is what creates the experience of anxiety. So there's nothing to, as I mentioned at the start of the call, overcome. It's like let be aware of and let go of the thinking that's created in the first place and you'll rest back into your natural state, which is love, joy, happiness. You'll rest back into being flow and being present and engaged. It's nowhere that you need to get. You're already there. How are you taking yourself out of it is really the approach that I take for both life, anxiety, and in business. So, so with your house analogy, I guess it's like I could look at I've got 15 boxes. 
I could either set my goal at trying to get 15 boxes done, only get two done and feel like crap, or I can set my goal at two boxes and feel like on top of the world, the same job's being done. It's just about how I've approached my, um, my end result expectation, I guess. 100%. It's the way in which you go into it that, that creates your experience of it. Life is life. Yeah. We create our experience of it, you know? Yeah, I think I'm going to have this box analogy going on in my head for ages. <laughs> Andrew, you've given us some amazing insight. Can I ask just one more thing before we kind of wrap it up? Um, if you, like if, if any of our listeners are suffering with anxiety right now and it's affecting them, what would be your, your first suggestion for them like to, to be able to, to work through it? Do they go to their GP? Is that a first step? Do they go, do they see, um, get some professional advice and some help? Do they tell someone about it? Do they just get a whole bunch of boxes and only open two of them and feel good about it? Like what is, what would be your first, if you, if you're acknowledging you're feeling like this sense of anxiety and overwhelm and stress and you can't like break it, what's one thing that they can do to start the process of breaking it? Yeah, 100%. So the, the, the first thing is take responsibility for where you're at. Where you're at isn't your fault. You're not to blame. It is your responsibility. Um, and know that anxiety is not something that happens to you. And be very aware if you're playing the victim to it. But when you make that decision, I'm done and I'm going to do something about it, and you take responsibility for your results in life, then you'll move forward. And then it could be whatever is right for you. It could be buying a book and reading a book. When I when I Googled some stuff when I was experiencing it and, and just got the awareness and the understanding mm. of what was going on, that was a relief. Um, yeah. It could be joining a group, group on Facebook. It could be going to your GP. Um, yeah. But either way, take some sort of action, some sort of progress. Yeah. Share, with, share with a friend. Embrace that vulnerability. Yeah, it could be share with your GP. Get the recommendations. Yeah. Um, do a program work with a coach, whatever it might be, but don't wait for things to happen. Do something. Yeah, There's no right or wrong or good or bad. It's just like do something and that something will lead to another something, which will lead to another something and so on and so on. Start the process. Exactly. Dude, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been been inspiring, but also I think I've got some things on my list to take off my list and go to the gym tomorrow morning. Um, I I, I really enjoyed hearing your perspective on it and how we can take responsibility and we can start to take action on things that perhaps we do feel are out of our control, but that's really only our perception of it. It's not actually the the real thing. Um, Where can people get in touch with you if they want to hear more? Yeah, for sure. So um, you can send an email to andrew at anxietyfreeliving.com.au or you can jump onto Facebook, search Anxiety Free Living and then hit up our business page and can just go from there. Um, Fabulous. We've got a a website in the process, which would be uh, www.anxietyfreeliving.com.au. But otherwise, the business page, we've got videos, we've got information on our programs um, and people can get in contact with myself from there. Yeah, you've got some great videos, just little, little slices of information that are really good. Um, what's what's on the roadmap for you and your business you, and your communities? You mentioned that you've got a a workshop um, or a program about business flow or about yeah. You, you tell me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So currently, um, currently we're just working with anxiety, okay. uh, whether it's 
in business or with entrepreneurs. It hasn't grown to that just yet, but definitely yep. have those intentions. So we have a free five-day program when we run online programs in Facebook groups. Great. We have a free five-day program we take people to, and then we got a 21-day anxiety breakthrough program, and then our 10-week anxiety-free living program. And that same structure, it's an effective structure, it's been working well, we'll continue to grow the business and then we'll move into, I mean, think it's something around conscious entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs in flow, which is all the same principles that I've worked with through my experience and with, with my clients, but we just bring it into to business and wrap business kind of story and business content around it yeah. to give those examples. So there will be entrepreneurs in flow, a 21 day breakthrough program, which will move into i think it'll be a 10 week it just depends i i want to do a, a 21 day one or two of them first off to really touch base with the market and see what do you want next yeah um so it could be a combination of heat very much personal development the law of attraction feminine masculine energies and whatnot in business your growth mm -hmm. in business because you can have done this program that program with all these systems and structures yet you're the still the one who's holding yourself back on those yeah. deeper levels so that's what i want to look at and help people with really Fabulous. Um, so we'll be moving into those programs and that should be happening yeah, later in the year, I'd say. That sounds amazing. Folks, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Um, and just a reminder, as part of Mental Health Month, we're supporting OSMI, which is the Outsourcing Mental Illness, in their fundraising campaign. And you can check out the details and donate in our show notes or at osmihelp.org. Um, and finally, if you love what we're doing here, please subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating in iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and you can do so by visiting wpelevation.com forward slash iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to your company on the next episode of WP Elevation podcast. Go elevate.